back again for another edition of the Shoot Football Podcast. You've got Andrew Wiggins here. We've got Jeff Teague finally back. D Rose, man, don't do that to me. You Tosh know I am. Gibson here to my <laughs> left, and we've got. You might be Teague. He might be D Rose, bro. There we go. Oh, there we go. Teague. You there might we be go. Teague here. You're so disrespectful. Okay, so, so who are you? I can't wait for this one. Andrew Wiggins. Okay, then. I can't be Wiggins. No. I can't be Wiggins. Why can't I be Wiggins? You're not athletic enough to do anything about that. I be going long stretches with Tyus Jones. I'm very, I'm very. You are definitely Tyus Jones. One hundred percent fact, Tyus Jones. I can't believe that I'm Tyus Jones. That is you. Uh, we got a lot to get into in today's podcast. We got to talk about the sad closing of KOD. I mean, so many great ballers and rappers have gone through KOD. I really want to lead the pie with, with KOD. If I'm being completely <laughs> Let's just get it out the way, man. Just nah, get it I don't out want to do way. that. We got bigger fish to fry. We got bigger shit to get to. Jimmy Butler wanted to be traded for about three months. He cussed out Andrew Wiggins. He cussed out Carl Anthony Towns. He then had an interview instantly set up with the – what the jump with Rachel, Rachel Nichols? Nichols yeah. Told her to fly out there. <laughs> he had. <laughs> Did he pay for the flight like Kanye? <laughs> he flew Rachel Nichols out. I didn't know that Rachel Nichols was on fly out duty. They had that. Hey. He was on the bench cheering for the Golden State Warriors, waving his flag like <laughs> Petey Pablo. We had a lot of stuff going with the Jimmy Butler. He has been traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. The trade is as follows. The Sixers, they get Jimmy Butler. They also get Justin Patton. I'm going to keep it real with you. I don't know who he is. I don't know what college he went to. God bless Justin Patton. Minnesota gets Robert Covington, Dario Sarge, Jared Bayless, who I did not know was still in the NBA, and a future second-round pick. If you had told me at the very beginning of the summer that Jimmy Butler gets traded and a first-round draft pick is not included in this, I would have called you crazy. The fact that Minnesota got away with not getting back a first-round pick, Minnesota botched this thing the <laughs> entire process with Jimmy Butler. That was obvious. Big facts. That was obvious when they let him come back to practice. That was <laughs> it was obvious. He was said the hospital on the new management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, Jimmy Butler came back in practice and they like show enough. Nigga made everybody kiss his converse. <laughs> everybody kissed his converse. Then they let him play. Like this whole thing was just a shit show from the get. Uh, hold on, real quick. Who was happier that he got traded? Wiggins or Carl Anthony Towns? Rose. <laughs> More minutes with my dog, man. You know I'm here. You know Wiggins was thrilled the day Jimmy Butler got traded. He definitely getting some shots he back in his repertoire. He was happy. Bro, I just, I just picture Tom Thibodeau in the office after he had to, after he had to execute that trade. Nigga swinging on the air like my nigga Trey and boys in the hood. I just see him in there just swinging. Just, oh, oh, yeah. He, that was his fault, though. It was his fault while all this went down because he wanted to be stubborn. But, hey, this is what happens, man. This is the league. I love it, though. I love it. I like the deal. It's a good look. I mean, I didn't know they got Paula Patton in the deal, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with it. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. <laughs> I was not fully expecting that one. I'm back, baby. I'm back. I'm back. Clutch with the name grab there. That actually makes it a great hey, trade of Philadelphia. That makes it a great hey, trade. You get Jimmy Butler and you get lost without you, Paula Patton. Hey. That's a great deal. I'll take it. <laughs> That's a win-win. <laughs> Post Robin. <laughs> She's single and ready to mingle. Like, hey, so is Jimmy. <laughs> hey, J Jimmy going for married women out here. I like this. Okay, let's calm down. I like this trade for a couple of reasons for Philadelphia. I think LeBron showed us in the modern NBA you need at least three legit dudes on your team to win a ring. If you ain't got at least three of them, you don't realistically have a chance to win a ring. So the fact that Philadelphia, they got their new big three. You got Embi, you got Simmons, you got Jimmy Butler. Like you always would have to give up something you really like. Covington's a good player. Sarge is a good player. But, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I think just the toughness that he provides, the two-way player that he is, this gives you a legitimate big three to go up against the Celtics. And if you got to go against a team from the Western Conference, you had to do it. So I think Philadelphia kind of had to make this move. Now, you got to sign Jimmy Butler long-term or you got to win a ring this year to me to win the trade. But on surface, I like the trade for Philadelphia. Woj already said that he was willing to sign long term, so I assume that's why the deal was made. So, I mean, other than they just being ass, I, <laughs> I don't see him not signing and staying. But see, the thing, though, with Jimmy Butler is, and y'all know this, and you know because you like Minnesota and you know from Chicago, Jimmy Butler ain't really a long-term dude. He's saying that stuff now. 
we all can see there being a March report or April report about there not being chemistry issues and they being on different pages. Like, that just follows Jimmy Butler around. I think around. Jimmy just wants the most amount of money. And at this point, right. came Philadelphia now that they've traded for him, giving the most amount of money. So, I think that's all that Jimmy cares about that's, is getting paid at the end of the day. Yeah, I definitely think that's what's getting lost in all this. <clears throat> Jimmy want to get paid. Right. And the writing's been on the wall. I mean, a lot of the the um, analysts have been saying that, you know, and I don't think people have been listening to it because of the circus show that's been put on by Minnesota, Jimmy Butler, everybody. It started but, after they got paid, after Wiggins right. and got paid. He, with that. he wants to get paid. So <clears throat> going to Philadelphia, that puts him in a situation where he can get paid. And me, honestly, I don't think that if if Philadelphia say Jimmy Butler was not to sign back with Philadelphia at the end of the year, I would I would say you know surface yeah they would lose a trade, but I don't think it's the end of the or it's just the end for Philadelphia if this that was to happen. I think they traded for him at a time where they can evaluate how this is going to work out. It's early in the year; <clears throat> you can actually see how he's going to work, he's going to mix in with MB, how he's going to mix in with um, with Fultz and, and um, Ben Simmons and see how that's going to work out for the rest of the year. And then <clears throat> that's when you can determine if you want to sign him long term. I don't, I don't think that they have to go into it now just expecting, well, yeah, we're just going to sign him long, ter long term from the get-go. They need to see how this plays out. But let me ask you this, because I didn't hear you mention this in the whole thing. Does Jimmy Butler want to win? I, we all know he wants to get paid here. I bring that up is when he was asking to be traded, it's not like he was asking to go to Los Angeles. He wasn't asking to go to Boston. He was trying to go to the Miami Heat. He was trying to go to the Clippers. He was trying to go to the Nets. And I'm with you. Hey, get as much money as you can. It's America's capitalism. Does Jimmy Butler want to win? Because the Sixers, if you make this kind of move, the goal is not to get everybody paid. The goal is you are championship or bust now. We hold them by the standard of if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference, or excuse me, if they don't make it to the NBA Finals, it's a failure to me. Like, I know you're going for it and all of that stuff. You trade in two valuable pieces, and you try to acquire Jimmy Butler, and we don't know 100% if he's coming back next season. They got to make the NBA Finals to me for this to be a win for them. Jimmy definitely wants to win. You could tell back when he was with Chicago and when D. Rose was going through all those injuries. He was carrying that team. Mm -hmm. He and basically blew up the Timberwolves, taking a 13th, 12th, 11th, and 10th guy and beating the, the Timberwolves starters who was supposed to be in playoffs or they were in the playoffs last year. So mm -hmm. I think he definitely wants to win. He just believes in himself that he can carry a team. Ain't nothing as wrong he, with that. As he should. He's yeah. improved every year. I, I, think, I, I think, yeah, he wants to win but I also think he wants to be in a situation where he's around like-minded individuals. He's around, you got to think. Mm -hmm. Is they, that Philadelphia? Because, I mean, what I mean by Simmons that, ain't no like-minded individual no, to what we know about Jimmy Butler. Well, what I'm saying is guys that, that are going to put in the work, like they're going to put in the work behind the scenes. I don't think that he felt that Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, with all the talent that they had, were guys that were willing to put in that extra work to become – better <clears throat> I think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid they have two totally different mindsets than Carl Anthony Town and Andrew Wiggins everybody can get on Ben Simmons about him not being able to shoot but when you watch Ben Simmons like Ben Simmons has has a little dog in him Joel Embiid definitely has dog in him and I think that's what Butler wants to be around because from where he came from like when Jimmy Butler came in the league Nobody knew who Jimmy Butler was. He was right. Paula Patton when he came into the league. <laughs> yeah, and he worked himself no, up to become you. one of the you know best two-way players in the league just yeah. from grit. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that situation in Minnesota, once he saw that y'all going to pay these two guys that who in his mind he felt was just soft, and y'all going to pay them, and this is the route y'all want to go, y'all don't want to pay me? All right, that's cool. Well, I'm going to – I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to come in there. I'm going to wreck shop. And then on top of that, y'all going to have to pay. I mean, y'all going to have to let me go. And y'all going to have to get back whatever y'all can recoup from this. <clears throat> so, to me, it was all it was really all about that situation that he was in with those young guys in Minnesota. But I think Philadelphia, that's a totally different situation. But realistically – to me, I don't really think that this puts Philadelphia over the top. To me, they, they, they're right there the same. That arrow has not went up or down for me. They're right there at the same. I think Philadelphia, like, really needed toughness. 
Like, I think that's what Jimmy Butler provides. Like, I like Joel Embiid. I don't know if necessarily if I think he is a tough player, not the way that Jimmy Butler is. Like Ben Simmons' game, I don't know if he's necessarily a tough player. Like, I think you needed that dog that when you go up against Kawhi, when you need somebody that can guard Kyrie Irving, I think you needed that kind of attitude and that kind of mindset come finals time, come playoff time. So I really like the move. But I'm really curious what you think about what they lost in, like, addition by subtraction. Like, is the addition of Jimmy Butler greater than the loss of the two players? But I, I really think this move makes a lot of sense for Philadelphia from a toughness standpoint and again we've seen in the modern day NBA if you ain't got three legitimate stars you got no chance of winning because hell Golden State got six of them they got them <laughs> coming off the bench right now you got to have at least three if you serious about winning a ring I think it should be an easy transition I mean they they definitely need more scoring Jimmy can definitely give that from the two position because Markel's definitely not doing it <laughs> and Ben mm. Simmons is just gonna give it up to him as much as he can because he's not shooting at all. So it's basically going to be MB number one on the chart, and then if he don't got the mismatch, give it to Jimmy and let Jimmy work. Plus, Jimmy can spot up too. That helps Ben. Yep. He's a, he's a knockdown shooter. He can knock it down. He doesn't have to, you know what I'm saying, create all the time. He can let Ben create and just go spot up. Yep. I don't see a lot of shooting on this Sixers team. They got one shooter. They got J.J. Reddick. If he ain't if he ain't hitting, I don't know who's shooting for this. Jimmy Butler ain't a shooter. We know down, Ben Simmons is allergic to shooting jump shots. We know that much. That's Joel Embiid think he a shooter. He ain't a shooter. I don't think they got a lot of shooting on this Sixers team. Right. And that's why I said I think that, that to me, it does not vault them over the Torontos, the Milwaukee's now. Shout out to B. B we calling that out at the beginning of the year. Um, or even the Boston's because of there's still, there's still no shooting on that team. Now, if you would have told me that you were trading for Jimmy Butler and – they would have kept those shooters that they had last year. Oh, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, this is definitely a win-win from them. But I want to see what Philadelphia does from here on out because there's still time for them to, you know, make a couple moves, pick up a couple guys on, on buyouts. Me personally, I think they should get, get rid of Markel Fultz, but that's not a part of the list tonight, so I won't <laughs> get into that. I, think they should get, I mean, I'm always down to talk about uh, to me, Markel think, Space Jam Fultz out here. <laughs> Try to, because to me right now, Markel Fultz is a bust, <clears throat> just flat out. He's a, he's a bust from where he was. I don't think that he's he's going to be a terrible NBA player. But you got to think he was a number one pick. So with that that being said, he's a bust <clears throat> right now. I think that they need to try to flip Markel Fultz into picking up some couple veteran shooters. That's what I would do. If you're gonna be, would you trade for Markel Fultz? I'm not even trying to be funny. Would you trade for Markel it, Fultz? It just depends on the situation. If I'm a, one of these terrible teams and I just want to try to kick the tires and see where he's at, I mean, you got to remember, Markel Fultz is only, what, 22 years old, 23 years probably, old? So I mean, probably younger than that. He's still a young guy. So, you know, there's still a bunch of tread on the tires. So you already know how NBA guys and um, <clears throat> different trainers and They and think they can work their magic. They feel like, <laughs> oh, yeah, bring him over here. We can put that magic elixir on him and, and, and get all this fixed. So I think that they can't get back what his value is because he was a number one pick. But for their needs, they can pick up a couple, like I said, veteran shooters, and, 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 and that can make their team a lot better than what it is now. Because I, them staying pat with what they got right now, Still think they're going to be behind those top three teams. They, they're right at four, where I've been thinking they've been for the whole year anyway. You know how girls talk about, like, when they're single, they're trying to find themselves? That's what Markel Fultz needs to do. <laughs> Markel Fultz for the next just two months just needs to, yo, get as far away from thousand. basketball <laughs> as possible. Get away from basketball. Take Don't a vacation. About it. Damn. Go out there and advertise for fit tea, tummy tea, whatever you need to do. Come back. Get his IG popping Come out. back. Come back first of the year, refreshed, ready to hoop. Yips. You see the way he look right now? That jump shot tonight. That free throw attempt was trash. He look like he's having fun, man. It's like it's, it just looks like it's a struggle every time he goes out there. Like man. it doesn't look what? like a struggle. It is a struggle. I mean, <laughs> it looks like a quick sidebar to that. Why hasn't he tried to adapt though? Like Ben Simmons clearly can't shoot, but he can be effective. He still got athleticism. He can get to the basket. He can put the ball on the floor. I mean, he and he he does. Do that, that more until you figure out whatever is up here well, that's, that's messing them up. Ben Simmons well, got ben confidence. Six, Mark nine, too. That's, that's yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree there, yeah. but like, it's, it's a little it's, different. It's different, you know. That's that's one step in <laughs> with his athletic ability. It's a layer with him. You know, Markel is athletic enough, but he got to do a little bit more to get there. And it's it's easier said than done. You got a guy sagging off of you. 15 <laughs> feet. That is like, true. Shoot that shot. <laughs> 
it's 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 different, but that's why I said that you know somebody they they'll try to kick the treads on that tire and try to fix them. But right now he is definitely broke. <laughs> he better work on some defense. You couldn't get, you couldn't give me Markel Fultz for an empty gift card at this point. <laughs> Dang. Oh, he's broken. Dang. He's Dang. broken. You don't even want that McDonald's empty <laughs> no. gift card. Damn, but at least you can reload it. Right. <laughs> Keep your arch card. I don't want it. Are you looking at Markel Fultz like? Why would I trade for the? You're telling me I'm this random team, the Los Angeles Clippers. I'm watching Markel Fultz like that's who we need. Hey, that's who they we need. ready to give Markel Fultz a tribute video out of the LA Clippers. Okay, who would you rather have, Austin Rivers or Markel Fultz? Who would you rather have, Austin Rivers? Yes, well, I exactly. I don't like Austin's game. I'd rather have Paula Patton. <laughs> if we're being honest, than having Markel Fultz. Uh, you've been real big on this. You don't think the Sixers are any better? Why? Over those other teams, maybe I can rephrase that's the question. Why? Because that's that's what's going to be their Achilles' heel when it comes to the playoffs. Is they don't have enough shooting. Like every, it's, it's going to be easy to to defend them. I mean, you know that. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Butler can can get buckets, but it's going to be a lot tougher when that floor is shrunk when everybody is just sagging in the middle of the lane because you already know they're not going to respect Ben Simmons. <clears throat> I don't know why you would. He can't shoot. If you if you plan still plan on playing Markel Fultz 25, 30 minutes a game, which it seems to be their plan, like that's going to even be worse. And they're like only only shooter you have right now is JJ Reddick, and they're going to have to put him back in that line. If Jimmy Butler, to me, if Jimmy Butler is going to start, which he is, they're going to have to insert uh, JJ Reddick back into that lineup. They have enough ball handling. They don't need to have somebody out there as the the PG. You got Ben Simmons out there. Put J.J. Reddy back in there. Let Markel Foles come off the bench. That'll help a little bit. But from watching Milwaukee, uh, even though Boston is having their struggles right now, I still wouldn't put them above Boston. And watching Toronto, like, they're, they're, not, they're not over those teams because those teams have, have it all right now as far as the Eastern Conference. How are we ranking the Eastern Conference? I got it right now. Bucks, Raptors. I still think the Celtics are better than the Sixers, and I would put the Sixers fourth. I mean, Milwaukee, they've been very, very impressive so far this season. Yeah. Very I, impressive. I go Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics. I, I think Bucks. the Celtics are having more problems than the Gordon Hayward. I mean, of course, he's still coming back. I don't know how long that's going to take them to figure that out. Uh, Kyrie has kind of been up and down. Jason Tatum, he started off strong, but he's kind of been mellowing back down. Terry Rozier really ain't getting minutes. Uh, Brown, he ain't been as good as he has been prior years. They just – they're very inconsistent. I don't know what they're doing with their system to make their guys basically be the best group that they can be, but it doesn't seem like they're as good as they are this year that they were last year. I don't disagree with you. It's just hard for me, I guess, to I discredit. It's so early in the season, but discredit is probably the word to use. Aside from the Warriors, I still don't think there's a team that has a better eight-man rotation than they do, like a better eight- and nine-man rotation. That's just hard for me to kind of diminish that. And, man, we know it's so much basketball left. It's so early in the season. Like, I think Boston still figures out. Like, right now, if you gave me a free $100 bet and was like, who's going to represent the East in the finals, I would still pick Boston over all these other teams. I think they got more talent than all these teams. I think when it comes to – me personally, when it comes to playoffs, like you said, it is eight eight-man rosters, but I think – those top five of the eight play the majority of the minutes for one. So that's when I start looking at it when it comes to playoff time. Whose five is really going to compete with the Celtics, maybe eight that could be out there at any time. And I think that the Raptors have a good five. Greek Freak is definitely doing crazy stuff and Milwaukee in general. But that's why I think I, I put the Sixers above them because of the three pieces that they have. One that's just going to do nothing but distribute and be a, a hassle on defense and Ben Simmons. Jimmy Butler can get you buckets. And B definitely is going to be a mismatch no matter who's playing against him anytime they're in the playoffs. Those are three of five people that are probably going to be on the floor majority of the minutes. And they're going to be two of those three are probably top matchups unless they're going against Kawhi. Uh, probably will cancel out Jimmy Butler when they play each other. Freak, of course. You agree? To me, I still think it's Toronto. <clears throat> uh, I think the Bucks are right there after watching them, watching them play. Um, the Warriors, really, all weekend. They played the Warriors and they played um, – Denver, they lost to the Clippers in the, in the middle of that. But <clears throat> I think that I just want to see – I want to see more of it. You know, I want to see more of what they have that's going on. I just think that offense that <clears throat> uh, Budenholzer has running 
for the Bucks right now. It it fits the Greek freak perfectly. Like they're playing him along with four other shooters um, a lot more. It helps that you got when your biggest man on the team, Brooke Lopez, thinks he's JJ Redick now. <laughs> Uh, but he's, he's letting he, them threes. He's, he's knocking it down. I mean, he's been doing that for he the past couple of years. He he turned himself into uh, big uh, big Maurice Spates. <laughs> All these big dudes want to be Steph now. You got to step out and start hitting threes. Remember in, in the very beginning in our lost episode how I was saying that there was going to be teams that got a boost because LeBron wasn't in the East anymore. Mm-hmm. We know who the teams are. Milwaukee and Indiana are the two teams that clearly got the. Mushroom, the star from Mario, LeBron ain't in the East. We can really win this thing. Like, somebody told Victor Oladipo he the best player in the Eastern Conference, and he believes Like, Victor Oladipo is a top three player in the Eastern Conference. Every been, past three years, He though. been balling. You get far away from Russell Westbrook and you just t- and you flourish. <laughs> he said he credited Russell, though. His work yeah, ethic. Sure. I know, getting away from him. <laughs> I took all your powers and then I got away from you. Now I can shoot and be happy. And I'm, I'm a better player for it. My, my top four is Toronto, Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia. And I do agree with Brian. I think right now Boston has uh, some chemistry issues. And I think the chemistry issues is because they are trying to implement Gordon Hayward back in to the lineup, and I think he's taken away from those younger guys. Um, I can tell you who, and I think somebody mentioned this at the beginning of the, of the year in the last episode. Two guys right now that aren't looking too happy is Terry Rozier and uh, that was Brian. Brian said that. Brian mentioned yeah, that. They talking about Terry <laughs> Rozier gonna go rogue. Uh, you can tell he's he is just. He's not happy right now. I mean, he's because his how his minutes are. I think right now he's only averaging like six, seven points a game. Uh, Kyrie didn't play last game, and he actually put up numbers. I think he had like 22, 24. And um, Jalen Brown is the other one right now. Like, you can just see he's always been kind of that stoic fellow on their team, you know. But you can just tell now it's just like he doesn't have that same enthusiasm that he had last year because he doesn't know if he's going to pay 22 minutes tonight or 30 minutes a night because, like I said, they're st- they're, it's like they're trying to force Hayward to get back, you know, get his get his mojo back. I feel like they're playing him a little bit too early. Like, like he should probably be, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, they have him at an 8. He's probably, like, at a 6 and a half, and they're trying to push him like he's five. at the 8 right now. I even five. He has, like, I've watched, I want to say, at least four games of Boston this year, <clears throat> and – he just – you can just tell he's just a shell of himself right now. Like, he's – just because he has talent, like, some of that is, you know, kind of taking over from everything that he's lost. But he's not explosive. Uh, is, he's, he's, he's real tentative. You know, he's just – he's just not himself. And I think they're playing him a little bit too much. He's supposed to be on a minute restriction, but it seems like they're still trying to force him in there in crunch time when – it's like, man, let them young boys go, man. Let him work himself back into it and, and go from there. But that's why I think Boston is, you know, they're behind the Bucks in Toronto right now. Yeah, I don't know how you can put the Celtics ahead of the Bucks or the Raptors right now. Just based on what we've seen so far this season, I just don't know how you put them ahead of those two teams. Like, they're clearly playing better than them. Long term, do y'all think one of them has to get traded? By the trade deadline, I assume we, sh- we all think Gordon Hayward should be closer to 100% by trade deadline. I think personally one of them two has to go because it seems like they def- they got too many good young players. You can't have that many good young players in my opinion. You got to have some youth with some veterans in there because the young guys, like Bond said, they want to go. They're ready to play now, especially after last year. And just, so just sitting them on the bench ain't doing them no good, and that's when they're going to become disgruntled and not really want to play when the time comes for them to actually have to play in my opinion. I think at some point the Celtics need to put together a package to go get Anthony Davis. I think I think – I think that's why you keep all of these young dudes. Like, you know you can't sign all of them. Like, you're not going to sign Terry Rozier long-term. You're not going to sign Jalen Brown long-term. There's no way you can sign all of them because Jason Tatum's not going nowhere. Man, what's the point of developing these dudes if you're not going to pack them together and then package all them picks to go get you a legitimate superstar? I think the Celtics got a lot of really good players. Man, Anthony Davis is one of five best players in the NBA. I think you develop all these young dudes to put together a package to go get Anthony Davis. That's what I would do if I was Danny Ainge. I mean, you can you definitely have probably the most assets to be able to present something to them. It's realistically, I mean, everybody talks about Anthony Davis and him going to Boston, those different things, but does Danny Ainge really want Anthony Davis is, is a question that I ask. 
<clears throat> yeah, we can say, well, yeah, he's one of the top five players. Why wouldn't you want him? But when you have that many assets and you've been, you know, successful in, you know, rebuilding this thing from scratch, I think it's going to take a season, for instance, like this, where you have all this talent and you are mediocre all year and getting the playoffs and get ousted in the first round. I think it's going to take something like that for Danny Ainge to be like, you know what? Let me go ahead and use all these and try to go get a player like that. <clears throat> but I don't think that because of what they have right now, I think that they feel that they can win with that. But it's going to take something like that drastic for them to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and try to get rid of a Jalen Brown and a Terry Rozier and see if we can turn that into an Anthony Davis. But it wouldn't hurt. I definitely, you know what I'm saying, me having all that power, it wouldn't hurt to try to get a player like that. I just don't think Boston is there right now. I'm sitting here looking at it, and he's under contract for this year. He's yeah, under contract for one out. more year. And then he's got a player option in 2021 at 27 years old. So he's still got a year and a half of club control over Anthony Davis. I mean, we can go ahead and put money on it. I don't think Anthony Davis is on the team or whatever team he's on. I think he opts out of the contract in 2020 because why take that player option when I can re-up and get another five-year, 200-something million-dollar deal? Oh, that's definitely so there's no way he ends his career in New Orleans. We all agree with that. No way he ends his career and plays another, like, his entire prime in New Orleans. If you're, He seems like he's a loyal guy, like one of those few that's kind of loyal, or at least to try it again, in my opinion, because he didn't have to sign the last one. They wasn't good when he signed it. He could have left in. You're right, but I mean, I'm sitting here looking at it. You can be 26 and now re-up and go to a different team and give yourself a chance to win a ring. Give him the most money, no matter where he goes. But we see that these NBA dudes don't care about signing for the most money. Like dudes, dudes been leaving money on the table for chances to win rings who? for like the last three years. Other than LeBron and D Wade when they got together, who who else has just been leaving money on the table? Kawhi was. I mean, Kawhi was emphatic. I don't want to play for San Antonio no more. I mean, San Antonio well, yeah. could pay him the That's, most amount of money. But they he also, was, they he also was, was telling him that he, he wasn't hurt when he, he was, was actually I'm thought he was I'm not staying hurt. here. He, they thought he, he thought he got done wrong. Anthony Davis ain't in that position. He's out there just playing like regular. If he's hurt, he's not going to play. They, they give him Anthony Davis whatever he wants. I don't think he's going to stay in New Orleans at the end of his contract. He's a clutch sports um, uh, client now. <laughs> and all their they guys going to LA. out. <laughs> they opt out. Now, they don't necessarily go with, you know, where everybody always say, yeah, they're going to go with LeBron. There is zero reason to opt into that contract. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to opt out. Zero reason to opt into that deal if you're Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to opt out. Me, I, I don't think that he's going to – he's – after his contract is up, I don't think that he's going to stay in New Orleans because unless New Orleans does something where they show him that they are really trying – they're really going to bring in some guys – that's going to help them really try to win. Um, I don't think that he's going to stay there because right now, you know, all they're just going to be a middle of the pack team. Always the, the end career. What I'm saying is, we've seen this story before with Kevin Garnett. It's not going to work out for Anthony Davis. I know you've been loyal and you want to stay there and you want to do what's right. I'm sorry if you don't go to one of the five major markets in the NBA. Or unless you just magically draft the greatest shooter of all time, you ain't winning a ring, bro. I'm sorry. You ain't winning a ring in New Orleans. You're not getting to the Western Conference Finals in New Orleans. History has told us they'll never put talent around you. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't winning nothing. You're just going to make a lot of money. <laughs> you can make a lot of money anywhere now in the NBA. Go get you a chance to go win a ring next year. Team up with somebody and go give yourself a chance to win a ring, Anthony Davis. It's obvious what you should do. I just feel like he's just one of those few loyal guys that might actually stay there and and try to help have them build around him. He's definitely mm -hmm. good enough to where they can build around him. They just got to do it. He doesn't have to go anywhere. Just like KD didn't have to go anywhere, but he did, of course. But I don't think everybody's on that KD swag of just going out here and yeah. But you're right. But I mean, great I mean, player. Oklahoma City also drafted an MVP. Other than Demarcus he Cousins, three of them. Other than Demarcus Cousins, the best player you play with is Drew Holiday. I'm sorry, bro. New Orleans ain't going nowhere. They ain't going nowhere. They ain't winning nothing. I know it. You know it. <laughs> he know it. Get your money. Try to get traded to a team next year that got a chance to win. And say goodbye to New Orleans, and hopefully you ate all the gumbo and jambalaya <laughs> while you was down there. And Kiki don't love you no more. That's all I know. We got to talk about AB, your boy, Carmelo Anthony. My boy. That's your homie. That was your guy originally. Bro, you love you know Mellow. You love Mellow. Tube socks. Tube sock Mellow idea, not legging <laughs> Early Denver Nugget day. combination. I know you started batting your eyes at D-Rose, but back in the day, Mellow was your bottom bitch. Keep it. Let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lie. He was mine. Know. I'm just saying is, I, hate him now. I just, you know what hurts my feeling is, 
And I'm not even saying this as a KU, uh, KU hater. I'm saying back in 03, Melo was so nice. Back in Syracuse. rookie here. But I'm saying, like, he had far. the headband. And then he, then he went to Denver. And you're like, you know what? 07, he could do something. And then when he went to the, with, to the, to the Knicks, you're thinking, man, it's all the Knicks' fault. Melo's still a top player. He just here on the sorry-ass Knicks. And then he was a free agent. And I remember screaming, go to Chicago. Chicago's your best chance to win. But Melo always took the money. Melo never cared about winning. Melo was always going to cash out and get the most <laughs> amount of money. Carmelo Anthony is now going to play for four teams in seven months. You were Allen Iverson at the end of your career, he didn't bro. Play for it's the over. Hawks. Don't throw them in there. <laughs> yes, he played for the Hawks. Even though he wants his jersey for his house. <laughs> he didn't play for the Hawks. No, I'm sorry. Carmelo Anthony played for the Hawks. He's going to play on four teams in seven months. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. It's over, Carmelo. It, it, it really hurts my heart that we've seen Carmelo go from maybe the greatest one and done in the history of college basketball to now coming off the bench for the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> That's literally about to happen <laughs> next week. He's literally going to come off the bench for the Sacramento Kings next week. Next week, next week he's going to come off the bench for the Phoenix Suns. Y'all joking? I'm not joking, bro. He got to make it somewhere else other than Phoenix. No, wait, is he trash though? I don't think he's. Is it just the right? He's coming the right off system. the bench for the Brooklyn Nets in eight days. Y'all sitting here. <laughs> Denying know, it, man. he's gonna be backing up for D'Angelo Russell here in <laughs> eight days, and y'all think it's funny what's happening to Melo right now? It's over. Of all the problems right now with the Houston Rockets, they picked Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> they picked Carmelo for the all Houston the problems. Curses, they the, the Melo curse is real. That's, that's why, I'm, <laughs> you know, he. Everybody is going to try to blame uh, Houston's struggles on Melo. Like right now, he's the easy scapegoat right now. He's Melo, yeah, he came over there, and now all of a sudden Houston's trash. But realistically, you know, Houston is is is, is not Melo. It's, it's all around. It's everybody. No, I agree. It's, it's all around. So that's one thing that I don't, I don't agree with everybody trying to push it all on Melo. But that being said. He washed by, is he washed? He's washed in this sense. He's washed because he cannot accept the fact that he's not that guy anymore. Yeah. He cannot – he's one of them – he's like Iverson. He's just – that is the perfect example now. The difference is Iverson was an iconic figure. <clears throat> but as far as game-wise, they could not come to terms of them being role players. And once, you, once your ego does not allow you to do that, everything else after that is going to just – is, is going to come along as, you know, you trying too hard and it's not working for you. And that's – you can just tell in Houston, like, he's trying to play their style, but it just doesn't work for him. Like, he just doesn't look comfortable doing that. Are we shocked that it didn't work with Mike D'Antoni again? We all – the first time I'm, it was a disaster. I was actually kind of shocked. because I, I mean, am too. His, all, they, all they system is is shoot. I, I, I <laughs> am too. I'm definitely – I thought that he – I thought that him – with him playing with his boy – uh, and I'm gonna get into another theory about your boys Ooh, I, uh, here. Here, I love bond theories. Uh, but I thought that him being over there with with CP3 and playing in that system would, you know, he that's something that he could go back to his Team USA days of just sitting out there being that matchup for that, you know, what I'm saying big guys can't really match up with and just let it fly. Your buckets. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, he does not want to accept that. The ball isn't in his hands a lot. Like, it's, it's, it's sporadically when he's going to get the ball. <clears throat> and so when he's shooting it, he's taking that one dribble pull up 20-footer when it should be a three. Like, it's just not natural. It wasn't natural to him with them. So I think that on top of – I never felt that that D'Antoni and um, his relationship was ever fixed. They was talking that good game <clears throat> before the season started. But you got to understand, like – there was really true animosity between them two in New York, like true animosity. And this to be like, oh, yeah, it's fixed now. Everything's going to be good. I think he's the first dude that's like, yeah. This, I, I, honestly, I think he probably went to Melo's team and was like, you know what? It's not working right now. We're going to play. Matter of fact, they're playing a young guy right now. I can't, you know, I'm sorry, I can't think of his name right now. But they've put, they've given him more minutes Paula because <laughs> because Paula he's Patton. gotten um, uh, Gary Clark. That's his name, Gary Clark, um, because he's he's a three and D guy, and 
they they start that's they start figuring out we need maybe we need to put him in there we can develop him. When did we start three and D as a term? Like that's, that's the league. That way. But I'm saying Bruce Bowen was a three and D guy. That's Nobody in 07 was a three and D guy. We didn't we didn't Bruce pick Bowen up three was the original three and D guy. He literally <laughs> sat in the corner <laughs> three and he played was, defense. But now, the thing is now why such you know is is so prominent is because that's the league. It's about shooting threes, running and gunning, shooting three. Back in 07, 06, the league hadn't hadn't transitioned to that yet. You know, so guys that were technically 3 and D guys back then. Nobody like, was calling Derek Fisher right. a 3 and D guy. <laughs> Brian, stop facts. it. Who the heck is Derek facts. Fisher out here locking up? Derek <laughs> Fisher facts. ain't locking nobody. That became, like he locked said, up Matt Barr's wife. <laughs> he locked her up. That's Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. He locked her up. Long term, baby. Yeah, boing, boing, man. <laughs> like a vault, baby, locked down. <laughs> Back to, back to Melo, yeah. He Bob trying to have a serious point here. <laughs> back to Melo. I mean, back to Melo, guys. I mean, come on now. It, it really ain't serious, but you know, all that being said, like I said, I don't want, I don't feel that like everybody should be blaming all this on Melo. I don't feel sorry for him, not one single bit. <laughs> Should have stayed in Denver. He, Nuggets hate. Here we go. Here we go. Nuggets hate. It ain't even necessarily about Nuggets hate. Bond Bi- Nuggets hate. It ain't even necessarily about Nuggets Weekly hate. occurrence. Never about, it's never about Nuggets hate. Like, if he wanted to leave, that's fine. But Melo has been in great situations. He has been put. He left 10 years ago. He has been put <laughs> in great situations ever since he's been into the league. So, you was in a great situation. We started out in Denver. You were with a team that ended up developing into a team that could contend. But because you wanted to go back home, you wanted to get paid at home, you had your wife in your ear and all that stuff. Honey, that Cheerios. That's where you wanted to be. <laughs> Fine. Go ahead. Go to New York. Then after the New York experiment experiment didn't work. The Hawks experiment put, was great. You, you were put into another situation where you could have been – it could have been great. And that was the Chicago situation. What did you do? You turned that down. So before that, though, he could have even they said that LeBron was trying to get him to go with them originally. He was supposed to be with the big three, or at least that's what Stephen A. Smith said. It was supposed to be him instead of uh, Chris Bosh, but he signed early. I never, I never, nothing about Carmelo says I'm taking less money to win. That's and that's where my theory comes in, too. Uh, that, that is a great segue. That's where my theory comes in, too. Everybody is talking about Melo and what he can do for these teams. But the right one's on the wall when the best player in the world, who was also one of his best friends, has not really been pushing to get him really for a while. Like, that's why I said I've never believed that um, he was one of those ones that he wanted to go with the big three and all that. Because if LeBron really wanted Melo, he's have, had a lot of chances to get Melo. And everybody knows LeBron has that power that – if he wanted to get mellow with all the situations he'd been in and the bad situation that has not worked out, he could have been done had mellow. He got Tyson Chandler because James Jones, he just was like, yo, release him. <laughs> release him. That's, I need him. That's where the writing was on the wall with me. And that's why I, I say that if you see that this guy who is his best, his best friend does not want him, why don't he want him? Like, he he, he takes on all these other guys. <laughs> Old Williams. Hey, you know what I'm saying? He said, he Richard said that, Jefferson. He, he said that like Will Smith lost his father. Yeah. Over there. Why, Why does he not want me, man? Why don't he want me? And that's probably what Melo I said made through too. high school without him. <laughs> I'm going to get a fly, honey. I'm going to be a better father to him than LeBron ever was to me. <laughs> that's how he, he never said that. He's pissed. <laughs> but everybody brings them in and thinks that they can do something. And that's why I felt that maybe Chris Paul could change that because that's also his boy. But Thanks, got Lou. There, but it's, it just haven't worked out. So Don't spit on me. All that being said is I don't think that anybody should feel sorry for Carmelo Anthony no. because he's been put in situations mm-hmm. where he could, he's been able to succeed and win and also get paid. But he decides to chase them dollars. He always chased the dollars. Chase the dollars and the shots. <laughs> Where do we think Melo ends up? Because if I'm a contender, I don't bring Melo in. I'm sorry. If I'm the Lakers, and I, I'm saying even I, I'm, I don't disagree with what you're saying. I'm not taking away minutes from Brandon Ingram for you. I'm not taking away minutes for Josh Hart for you. I'm not taking away minutes for my young guys that can help us either go get an asset or have accepted their role or are learning their role with LeBron to get minutes for you. He's not fitting into Boston. 
I got it. it. Jalen Brown ain't happy. Terry Rozier ain't happy. We think Carmelo Anthony gonna be happy about his role. I got I the perfect spot for him. The, the place I want to say, but I gotta look at their roster real quick because I'm not 100 sure. He definitely still going. I think he's gonna come off the bench wherever he goes. But I think he'd be good with the Jazz. I think he'd be great with the Jazz. We Kinda think Carmelo him. Anthony is going from New York. Houston to does Salt he want, Lake Does he want to win or Jay, does he want to go to Brooklyn? Jay Crowder has that. I think he'd rather lot. retire than go play for Utah. And that's what I see. Yeah, Dead I, ass. I think he'd rather retire than go play for Utah. That's where I think he's going to end up at Lifetime Black Ops room. <laughs> 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 that's, that's where he's going to end he's gonna up. He's going to be hoodie mellow for the rest of his <laughs> days. Hoodie mellow returning. And that's, that's where it all went downhill, man. I'll tell you what, if he, he can't retire like this, though, Melo, Melo can't go well, out like this. Retire, he they ain't going to give you that farewell, Toe. You ain't, ain't Kobe. Gonna, if he ain't going to go out like this, he needs to go find his Like Mike Melo hoodie, put that thing back on, and get his powers back. Where is he going? I'm serious, though. Where is he going? I, I'm stumped. I don't know. He could. Just like, go play with the Greek freak, man. There's no, they don't need him. I like, know, but that's you got to go somewhere. If I'm a team that has legitimate title aspirations, I don't sign Carmelo. I think, I think of I think of playoff contenders that would, would want him. Like He's about think, to go to Charlotte, bro, or something. Yeah, you got go to go to Philly. Yeah. Charlotte, go to Philly. And you know what? I wouldn't sign him if I'm you Philly. Know what? You know, because it's the Jordan Brand. Because you said Philly needs help with their bench, and the only thing they need help with their bench is shooting and scoring. Wilson Chandler's back. They don't need him. This is the thing, and I promise you I'm not comparing the Houston Rockets to the New England Patriots. But you know how with the Patriots, what? if a guy goes to New England and he can't fit in that system, he can't play, right? We agree. If you can't fit offensively in the Houston Rockets situation, what situation is good for you? They literally ask you to come off the bench. You ain't got to guard nobody and score. That's all you got to do. That's what, that's what makes me question just about Melo in general, though. Maybe he's just not good anymore. Because how is he just not hitting shots? And that's like, it's one thing he's been always able just to do. now came to that now conclusion you, that he's washed. No, I mean, we came if, to anything, that conclusion if he couldn't do nothing else, ago. though, he could go get you buckets. He can't go get you buckets no more. So what's he out there for? He's got to at least get back. To, if he could have got buckets, whether they was bad shots or good shots, if they was going That's in, what I'm they would have helped the Rockets. That's what I'm saying is, again, I'm not comparing Houston to New England, but if you can't score in the Houston Rockets situation, what situation can – Houston is designed to get you 12 points if you play consistent minutes. He can't do that for you. He can't consistently come up. like he wasn't scoring at all. I honestly really just think that Houston is in panic mode right now. They're in the mode of because they thought – that they were going to be – they it was just going to pick up where they left mm-hmm. off last year. I really thought they felt that way, but that's not happening. And everybody knows Daryl Morey, he's an aggressive owner. Like, he's going to go out and try to change things if things aren't working for him. And once they see that this experiment ain't working after 10, 11 games, it's like, all right, well, we need to go and try something else because right now we're deaf and ball. And if we're going to try to get back to where we was last year, trash. It's it's like Hot. we got to do something, yes. and that's why I feel that he's he's an easy scapegoat right now because this is who we brought in, this is who we expect to kind of change things, kind of buffer that us losing Trevor Reza, Luka Mbuamute, and all that. Like now we can just let him go. It's easy. I mean they they signed him to a veteran deal, so that. Two million, that, that's nothing. That's me. nothing. That's chump change. Can we talk about this? I've been waiting to talk about this all week. Can we talk about this? I'm tired of talking about basketball. Oh, shit. What the? Can we talk about KOD closing? Oh, shoot for ball pie. Can we talk about KOD? That's what they need to send Markel folks. Hey, that'll flag back. Hey, you throwing a like that, brother? That should have popped right back in place, brother. You be nice and ready to go. Hey, come back, Got the Straight gun. Bully money. loaded. Is he old enough to get in? I'm just asking. Hey. I just want to know if he's old enough to get in. He, he can slide the bouncer a little I something. I just want to know. Hey. I'm just saying is KOD is a staple. You know there was one NBA player that was hurt by the closing of KOD, bro. Follies ain't the same. J.R. Smith, ain't the same. Zach Blue Randolph. Blue flame ain't the same. Bro. KOD? If you have met there. You know Tristan has some knights in KOD. <laughs> James Harden. I was like, this is something that the league needs to take notice to. <laughs> Adam Silver, notice, fix man. this. Man, somebody needs to go make Help them fix their bankruptcy court case. <laughs> I don't understand, but I don't understand what is uh, – I don't know. Where, where's the money? Like, all the money that I've seen thrown around in there and all the snap videos and, and they, they probably rappers owe it. They probably and <laughs> NBA stars Drake, going Drake done there. kept them open for a week with, at least. With trash bags full of just – 
I don't understand. I just want to know how the league has enough to pay Hassan Whiteside $21 million a year. Bruh. But they ain't got they, enough to keep KOD they, they got oh, They got man, enough to keep the WNBA oh, going. <laughs> but yo, can't keep KOD, KOD I'm not going. in that. <laughs> KOD owe money that. with the mob, man. <laughs> <laughs> they in deep, dog. Yeah, they keeping that WNBA rolling. Ryan out here trying to get them WNBA jokes, and I ain't here for them. I ain't in it. <laughs> I think it's a but great league, a wonderful <laughs> league. I'd rather have I'd rather have Diana Taurasi than Markel Fultz right now in my team if I could hey, pick. Tell me, Elena Tell me right me. now, you got two free throws for your life. Give me Who you rather have shooting them, Brittany Griner or oh. Markel Fultz? Give me Sue Bird. Brittany Griner about to quietly Sue knock Sue. down them two throws. Sue. Oh, about to Sue Bird pump. is. I definitely rather have. I rather have Nancy Lieberman shoot my free throws for me over. Give me Doris. Give me Doris. ESPN always doing the UConn game. Doris Burke. Yeah. I rather meet Doris. <laughs> Give me I, Doris. I, Doris would calmly knock down them two throws. Markel hey, is not. Doris caught. out here dribbling in heels. Mark oh, Jackson can knock down two free That's throws. That's not what Markel Fultz is doing right now. <laughs> oh, he can barely tie his shoe right now. <laughs> keep keep Markel Fultz. Who would you rather have shoot the throws? Paula Patton or Markel Fultz? Right? Give me Paula. Come on, Paula. <laughs> Give me, me Markel. You, you find enough. The referee might not even know you missed it. He getting KOD and probably botch it too. <laughs> That's hey, true. man, you're throwing 20s, man. What's wrong with <laughs> His shoulder gets stuck with we yeah. don't we don't really talk enough about that. Robin Thicke wrote an entire album to get his wife back. Didn't, Didn't work. work. <laughs> Didn't work. Oh for thirteen, brother. That is a she slow did. shooting night. She didn't even consider coming back. <laughs> the intros are no good. Shooting. Yeah, the intro was out. I said this earlier in Bono, like he was ready to fight me. I didn't know that a Sunday November win against the Hawks was so important. <laughs> LeBron, he had the same expression he had whenever he had that game when he shot against the Raptors last year in the fight in the playoffs. <laughs> Remember, he did that runner off the glass, and then he went to J.R. Smith, and you knew that's when you knew LeBron was leaving. LeBron was <laughs> celebrating everything too hard because he knew this was the last time in Cleveland. He, he was having a jolly old time. They got that goaltend against Atlanta, and t- <laughs> Tyson Chandler was the happiest moment of his life. I just think that they were happy for. A veteran that they got who was in a bad situation, he came over and he made a play for I'm him. trying to make jokes here. You being serious. <laughs> They're just happy they for a veteran player. <laughs> they are. That's Don't what call him was. going to Phoenix a bad situation. Exactly. He chose to go there hey, and get that 60 some million hey, dollars. It's a bad situation. <laughs> they, <laughs> were, they were supposed to be on their way back. That was a, a good business. Man. How you Tyson. paying Tyson Chandler 60 million but can't keep KOD open? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Hey. That stimulus package. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> on a very serious note, though, Tyson Chandler has been the best in-season move to happen aside from Jimmy Butler in the NBA. In-season move, they needed a rim protector whenever JaVale was out. And then you put in Tyson Chandler. You can't get them easy. You, you can't veteran presence, can't get them shots at the rim. Them slap Ty- rebounds. Tyson Chandler has been he always a, tipping the ball. Hey, man, it counts. Tyson Chandler has been an excellent in-season pickup. And it's Bond, you made this point earlier about another team. I think it was the Sixers. The Lakers are clearly going to get better because they're going to be, like, active on the waiver wire. Whenever somebody contract get bought out, LeBron going to be like, I need him. Bring him to me. The same way he's got Tyson Chandler. He wait on that Kyle Corbin. They don't want him at all. (laughs) No chance that they want him. Uh, Are y'all worried about LeBron's free throw? Second time it's happened so far this year. Second time. I saw some stat. He is, like, the worst free throw. longer than this year, but nobody just cared. It's happened twice in two weeks. With LeBron. Yeah. I ain't worried about it until after All-Star break. He's still shooting the same <laughs> He's way. He's never been be great in late free yeah. throws in late game situations. He's always going to be under 80, 79, yeah, 78. probably under 75. got to make one of the two, though. I don't he care. He He's got to make one of the two. You can't keep missing two. Like he's, like, he's always been known to be one of the guys to go one for two. Yeah. But now he's missing he both of them. Like, he's, he's missing both of them, man. I, even though you now it's, it's the regular season and all that, but – you have to like that. It's in his head. It's clearly in his head right now. But one thing I will give him credit for now is he's at least like last night he drove the ball. Like usually hey. that's one of his patented pull up threes. Yeah. He, you know I, I, I do think he's to taking too many of those. Uh, one of those pull up threes or whatnot. Leaning to the left. Shot. I do like him mm-hmm. going to the hole and actually wanting to get there. But 
Right now, like, hell, shit, who you want at the free throw line oh, shit. in crunch time? <laughs> I go ahead and LeBron or, Mar- or Markel folks. <laughs> Markel. <laughs> we're not going to disrespect the king this way. Just, That's hey, not what we're going to do on the shoot for ball. It's a good question. I'm here, I'm here for the general question. question. You're you here for jokes? Are you here to be serious? Nobody. Is this the barbershop? <laughs> Ain't that what you said? Is this not the barbershop? Is this not the barbershop? If nobody defends LeBron more than me, it's me. And – that has to change. Like his, you can't. Like I can't. I can't defend that. You know, you going to the line, missing both of them. Like you gotta get right now. It's just it's in his head. I think right now he's just so busy Yips. trying to prove it. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. I don't care. I'm trying to. I don't care what everybody's saying. Like he just needs to go there and just knock him down. It ain't like he can't do it. It's just he's just not comfortable it's, up it's in there his for head. some reason. It's, it's in once it gets the thing about them free throws is once it gets into your head, it is in your head. It's the same thing with a kicker. Like you can do it, repetition, knock it down, but once you get up there and it's just you and you thinking about it, like it, it changes everything. It throws you off. So he needs to get it out of his head. He just needs to clear his mind, stop worrying about, yeah, I can prove it, I'm gonna do this. But you thinking about it when you go into the season, well, yeah, I'm I'm going to make sure this year I shoot 85%. You thinking about it then. Don't even worry about that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go in. I've been working on free throws. That's the end of the day. You ain't got to go and tell everybody what percentage you aiming to shoot because that's what you're thinking about. Just go up there. And oh, yeah. That, was, was that last year he said he was going to be 80% or was he that this year? He said it year? again this year. He said last year and this year. LeBron, last year was – last year he <laughs> – last year was he, he, he started out hot shooting it shooting it fairly well at the beginning of the season. And he was saying, oh, yeah, I got some stuff cleaned out my <laughs> elbow. It was something wrong with my elbow. That's the reason why I was shooting like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure was. Right back down to his 74%. And then the same thing this year. He started out. Elbow probably hurt from liking them girls' pictures on Instagram. <laughs> That's what it's probably hurt. His, pro- his problem is he just need to shave his hair. Because <laughs> here's the thing. When your hair look like that, man, that, that Eiffel Tower he got up there, Hey, man, his waves don't even connect, man, like a broke peninsula. What we're not going <laughs> to do is Bruh. disrespect the king on the shooter Do you see his waves that on either side? They're not even in the middle. Somebody, somebody on Twitter it. tweeted the picture. Y'all remember uh, Home Alone whenever they, like, burned the top of Joe <laughs> Pesci's head? Say <laughs> uh, that to Somebody LeBron. put, like, either the, uh, the Philadelphia Bell up there or either it was the Larry O'Brien <laughs> trophy. If he shaved his hair, he'd be straight, bro. He'd get, like, 85 from the line. Usually Bruh. LeBron is on point with, with his hair. Like, he makes sure that it's treated and everything before. <laughs> Game. He got that black ice. Last, last night I watched the Atlanta game and his shit was <laughs> I don't know what it reminded me of hood grass. Y'all know what hood, <laughs> you know what hood grass looks Where's like. Hey, when you're in the, the hood the and you got all the kids that just be running in the grass. You talking about Stanley's yard. What you talking about Stanley's yard? Yeah, you just got that part of the dirt. Where it's just dirt, and then it's like green grass here, and then it's partially going out on one part. That's what his hair looked like last night. It was like, bro, man, you couldn't get the guy from the barbershop from the show to just treat that shit before the game. Somebody like, get Brian some turf. Hey, dog, his shit was terrible. Yeah, exactly. Yo, you want to know? You want to get away from that natural grass, nigga? Artificial turf, nigga. Fucking the damn the black turf. Somebody fucking, give him the pebbles. What's the what's the what's dome? The- the damn uh, uh, Edward Jones dome up there in fucking St. Louis got all kind of turf. Just he got the retractable dome. Dormant, dog. He got the retractable dome. <laughs> what we not going to do on the Shoot Football podcast is disrespect LeBron James. That, not that do. crown is real heavy. And, <laughs> and I'm telling you that LeBron, he having a stressful home life. Y'all remember last week he had the big tips for Knicks. Oh, man. He was out oh, there man. liking them. And then you saw the girl from SI. Emily Ratajkowski, I don't know how to pronounce her name. She a baddie, Googler. She's bad. She put checking in on Boo at King James. Yo, LeBron got a stressful. Hey, I'm telling you, this hey, moving you know to he, L.A. He pushing off Rihanna, too, every time she comes yeah, to Yeah, this stressful life in L.A. I don't know why these hoes don't think that Savannah will not beat your ass at the Staples Center. I don't know why they don't understand this. Catch these hands. Savannah been down since the Soldier Boy 4X <laughs> Day two days. Y'all don't understand that her Savannah, name is Savannah will, will beat down. your ass. She from Akron, Ohio. Emily, before, I don't know where you from. You don't understand that, so that Savannah will come stomp a hole in one of y'all. Y'all don't understand. She might just shoot. She probably shoot too big time. I'm not fighting. I'm just shooting. Y'all just don't understand that Savannah will absolutely thump one of y'all. Uh... The only other thing I really want to get into are those those city jerseys are trash. All of them are trash. None of them are good. 
I mean, the Yao Ming alternates that Houston's wearing. <laughs> yeah, the, the only good uniforms are Miami's uniforms. Those are the oh, only yeah, the good. Joints. The other ones are trash. The Mile High City ones, it was nice. You ain't even, I bet you ain't looked at them. I've seen them. I've seen them. All of them are trash. Yeah, but Miami's is definitely the Miami's are fire. That's it, though. Fire. Them Jordan 11s, whoever that was that had them, them mugs was dope, too. Yo, I, I'm like, we don't really talk about this enough. I think P.J. Tucker cares more about sneakers than basketball. <laughs> like, legitimately. Yeah, PJ, we definitely talked about We his, talked about P.J. Tucker. All right, cool. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, we talked about I didn't know. Because every time I look at P.J. Tucker, he's always on kicks on court. I don't <laughs> – he might not be on the court, but he's on kicks on court. <laughs> his shoes make – Because he know we, they can just blame it on Melo. <laughs> That's a great no. You're not lying. No, you're not lying uh, at all. No, you probably forgot PJ Tucker played for Houston. <laughs> you ain't heard nothing about PJ Tucker all year on Houston's team. No, you're not lying. Uh, do we do we want to talk about the All Star draft or is that too long ago? The All Star draft. I just can't wait till Al Horford's the last pick. That's basically <laughs> all I got. I can't wait till Al Horford's the last pick. Are you gonna watch it? You think you? Oh, absolutely, watch it. I just I just want to see LeBron and Ke- and. Curry fight over Kevin Durant. That's what so I really they're want. Be on the same, so they're not gonna fight. I, I, I think they do top vote getters. I don't think it's conference. I think they're gonna oh, do top vote getters. Because I'm sorry, it's gonna be so whack if it's Steph Curry and then Giannis and then no, Ben Simmons. Like, <laughs> bro, they haven't changed that officially yet. It's still. It needs be, to be LeBron and Steph Curry. Right now, and then it's top. Top. I, thought, I, thought I thought it was top. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, top, top vote getter of the conference. conference. You are gonna have to yeah. see Giannis. He don't oh, know a lot of English, but Giannis, Giannis is going to be the Giannis is going to take Mo Bamba with the first overall hey, pick, and the right? shit's about to be hey, wild. He ain't going to be lit. He's about, he about to take Mo All Bamba. Overseas. He's about to take they Mo got, Bamba. They only going to vote from the starters, though. So it ain't going to take Matthew Dellavedova. The shit's about to be <laughs> so <laughs> wack. Yeah. Let me get Bledsoe. Brogdon going to be out there playing good position. going to take defense. John Henson. I like him. <laughs> he taught me English. I'm taking John Henson, number one. Hey. John yeah. Henson, best American player. <laughs> Yo, y'all best don't American get, player. Yeah, I like Giannis. Right. Giannis you, right now is the favorite to win MVP, what, uh, but you got to get Giannis the fuck out of here. Be, it's going to be um, – it's going to come down to the wire between him and Joel. And yeah, it's going to be one. I think – I think, now, I would, I would love for Joel. I think he's going to get it. He I just would got love too many for him to get it, yeah. I think it's – but you got to think, last year, they're, the votes between the, – the, as far as how many votes Giannis got and um, Joel got, it wasn't that much of a difference. That's why I say it's probably going to come down to the wire. Me personally, of course, I want Joel to get that because I think that it, it would definitely be great for a TV. lot <laughs> great, great, great for TV. entertainment. It would be amazing. If he on oh, his so many rules, <laughs> I would love process, that. Baby. Gotta trust the. But process. I do. I am glad that they're 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 going going to broadcast it and all that. You know, it's, it's the All Star Game. Man, you don't care. Like like you said, it's twenty four best players. Nobody should be in their feelings about it. I mean, it is what it is. But I just want to see it live and see how people react. See if we can get a Westbrook reaction like last year. I'm only gonna watch off. if I get picked up, bro. Cause this is this would be like the second year in a row I ain't got picked up, bro. You know how many times I have not been picked up? At least one of the first three players on somebody's team. Like, come on, dog. I may not be the best player in the gym, but I'm at least top three. Come on, dog. Who would you pick up right now in a basketball game? Paula Patton or Markel Fultz? Oh, <laughs> Paula Patton for sure. Paula Patton. Hey, D Rose might have a chance to be a reserve. Hey, hey man, hey, now hey. we talking. No, but no, we don't D Rose absolutely has a chance to be an All Star. Absolutely, uh, well, the sympathy pick. He's definitely not going. Is he going to be <laughs> healthy by the All Star break? Let's reel yes. it back in, guys. JB gone. No. Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook. Just had three points tonight. What else do you want? He's consistently getting twenties. Russell Westbrook is going to miss half the first season and going to make it over D Rose probably. You know, That's a terrible pick. Hey, <laughs> coaches might go to me. You know, as as a uh, if they do, if they do, they're gonna have four point guards on. Oh well, coming out I the take west. that back. I forgot he in the west. Right, never. he's not coming N- out. Here. Never mind. Never. <laughs> never mind. It's still a shot, Markel. <laughs> Always lost. Uh, this was the shoot for ball podcast for AB. We happy you back. Are you gonna be back next week? You know how you be. You you real, you real sometime DMP out here. You kind of like hey, Jimmy man. Butler. We gotta hey. discuss the logistics of <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, man. You know, back to backs don't really work for me and the kids. <laughs> He is he's he's our Jimmy Butler. You know I'm not playing tonight. I rest. A, I need rest, coach. I got to rest my knees, man. Back oh, to man. back. Y'all want me to carry the load? <laughs>
Uh, we got our guy uh, Bond here, Brian here. Uh, please, first off, we at, we finally happy to be up on all platforms. We up on Apple. Yeah, we yeah. up on Spotify. We up on Stitcher. Yeah, we yeah. up on Google Play. And still on Anchor. Hey, we still up on Anchor. Held us down. <laughs> I know Anchor. Anchor low key is trash. If y'all but Anchor held trash us down. ass Anchor out of here. Anchor out here pushing it to all all the all the podcasts. Anchor, you're right. You held us down. Anchor held Anchor it down. Does. You gave us a place to we stay. At least, you know. Now was, now we pushing y'all to the bottom of the list. It was a pullout couch, but we had a place to sleep. Hey, it was hey, indoors. I'll it was warm. It. We appreciate it. Uh, click subscribe. Do us a favor. Give us a review. And uh, this was the Shoe Football Podcast, the Paula Patton episode. <laughs> <laughs> Top to nose. Peace.